tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. Direct TV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Hey, I'm Katie Grossman, a trail and ultra marathon runner sponsored by New Balance. I'm also a creative professional, wife to my life and running partner, Dominic, and a very proud mom of two girls. Life has gotten a little crazy, especially after battling postpartum injury and an abdominal tumor. But running is still a huge part of my identity, and it legitimately improves my mental health. I'm working my way back to racing, but for now, I'm still finding peace on the trail. Go be on the run at newbalance.com. So, without further ado, we're not going to waste any time here. We're just going to jump into the heart of the tale. So, once again, I'd like to bid you all welcome to this uh, podcast. And thank you for still keeping up your subscription. And uh, when you all have the time, do keep uh, following me on my social media accounts. I'll let you all know about the various places where you can find me once I'm done telling this story. So, uh, this is this is going to be an exciting tale. It's about um, Master Shango and a, an American couple. It's an excerpt taken off uh, a erotic, an erotic novel I published a couple of years back. It's, it's actually one of my favorites. Yeah. So, um, uh, let's begin. <clears throat> so, Master Shango and the American couple. Monica, a 25-year-old white wife to an American embassy attache, was lying on a lounge chair in the backyard getting a tan. It was a hot Friday morning, and everywhere in the city of Abuja was quiet and solitude as most inhabitants were either in their respective mosques or churches. Monica wore a pair of shades and and bikini outfit which she only wore indoors. Tim easily got jealous and fumed at her whenever she took it along to the American club swimming pool for the other expatriates and local staff who often came by the club to relax with their wives and girlfriends all of them looking for something to gossip about and ogle their lecherous eyes at. Tim was never comfortable showing her around as he was nervous her beauty might captivate someone into coming after her and snatching her away from him. Most times he preferred keeping her indoors, out of sight from the world. As it so happens, Someone did already have his eyes on her since she arrived in the country less than two weeks ago. Monica was just as intrigued meeting him for the first time, and afterwards they met and conversed briefly 
while her hubby went about his affairs. Her husband knew about her meeting the strange man, and though he'd fumed customarily about it, in the end there was little or nothing he could do about it. The Nigerian man had just about clipped his wings before he even got a chance. Even Monica had been amazed and frightened and somewhat aroused at it. While she lay there catching the sun's rays, listening through her earphones at the rhythm and blues music playing through her iPhone, her eyes closed behind her pair of shades as she clamored for sleep. She was unaware of the sliding glass door of the kitchen pushing open and the man who came and stood beside her gazing down at her. The man bent down and shook her arm. It was her husband, Tim. Monica, Tim barked her name at the same time, shook her arm. Monica, wake up. Monica's eyes came awake and she uttered a squawk sort of sound as she nearly fell off the lounge chair. She pushed up her shades and was surprised and angry at the same time when she realized it was Tim. Tim, she took off her shades, boiling red with annoyance. What the hell? She wanted to holler curse words at him, but stopped when she saw the frightened look on his face. He turned to look back at the kitchen where he had just come out from, and then back at her. Tim was never the sort who got easily worried or even afraid. Something really must be up. Honey, what's the matter? You've got to leave, Monica. Right now, he spoke harshly took her arm and led her practically dragging her back into the house. Monica fought against his pull but his grip was strong. He led her up the stairs towards their bedroom. Tim, for God's sake, what's going on? Please, honey, talk to me. Up the stairs they went into their bedroom. Only then did he release her. He opened the wardrobe and took out a traveling bag and threw it on the bed. Monica stood there with her iPhone and shades in her hands and watched him, confused, as he started taking down her clothes from the wardrobe and haphazardly threw them into the open mouth of the bag. He was breathing heavily and sweating, and she saw he was shaking with fright. You can't stay here any longer, he said to her. I need to get you out of here, out of the country as soon as possible, right fucking now. Her first thought was that there had been an explosion, a terrorist or militant attack somewhere, and right now the entire city was in the grip of panic, but that couldn't be. She hadn't heard anything of such on the news, or maybe whatever it was had happened only seconds ago. She herself, too, was becoming frightened. Honey, please, talk to me. What happened? Was was there an explosion somewhere? Did somebody die? What are you afraid of? For God's sake, what the fuck's going on? Be quiet, will you? He snapped, still ignoring her. And don't just stand there moping at me. Go get changed. Your flight's leaving in a few hours from now. My flight, she gasped. Her hand pulled at her raving black hair like she wanted to tear them off their roots while trying to keep her sanity 
as it seemed Tim was trying to make her go crazy. She didn't realize that she'd been hollering rather hysterically at him, and he too was busy pushing open their closet drawers and taking out her underwear and dumping them into the bag till they were sticking out of it. Afraid of losing her mind, she fought for the bag and wrestled it from him. He looked at her, somewhat angry that she would do such. Tim, she said to him, I'm not getting dressed, you hear me? Not until you tell me what the fuck you are frightened about, she shouted. That seemed to break through Tim's thoughts. He swallowed once, then twice before speaking. It's the man, Monica. It's him. He wants you. I spoke with him on the phone not quite long ago. I told him there's no way I'm going to let him have you. Monica fell silent. Another gasp escaped her lips as now she knew whom he was referring to. He really, he actually said that, that he wants me. Her husband nodded emphatically. He took out his handkerchief from his pocket and wiped sweat off his forehead. I told him to fuck off. He said he was going to come and get us. That was why I left the office and came here to get you. We don't have much time. For God's sake, go get yourself something decent to wear and stop standing there staring at me like some damn fool. She wanted to move but couldn't. She was still baffled by his actions. But honey, I thought, I thought you and him were friends. Tim was hurriedly folding up some of her clothes that he'd stuffed into the bag when she spoke. He looked at her with amazement and barked a brief laughter that made Monica nervous. I was never any friend to that, that bastard. Now quit asking me stupid questions and go do as I say and change. Monica stared at him dumbly while he went on folding her clothes into the bag. Seeing there was no talking or making sense of his worries, she searched out a skirt and a summer blouse to wear and went into the bathroom to change. She looked at her reflection in the wall mirror beside the shower stall, holding the clothes in her hands like a maid servant, not knowing what to do with them. She couldn't help admiring her figure rubbing her hand across her 36 D-cup breast and the lovely town lines that showcased her bra and to think that she was digging into her tan and now she had to leave. She moaned to herself as she started putting on her clothes. Tim can be so insufferable sometimes. Monica worked as an administrative assistant for a charity organization back home in Texas while her husband spent months away here in Nigeria. It was the month of July and a good thing she had earlier put in for a four-week break from work to come here and be with him. A lot of times he'd complained about his work and just about everything else. The tiresome hours he spent at the office, the boring visits from his other colleagues, the hapless locals, the country's politics, seldom did he have anything nice to say about the country. She felt like he was putting up a front for her, 
like he wasn't really happy seeing her here with him and was working so hard to encourage her to return home. Where were she an easy pushover, most likely she would have left the week after she arrived. And then what would she be returning home to? An empty house and nothing more since they didn't have any kids. Yet now the bastard had succeeded to get her to leave all because of him. Finished wearing on her clothes, she checked herself in the mirror one last time, then opened the door just as Tim was about coming to search for her. They almost ran smack into each other as she shut the door behind her. I was wondering what was taking you so long, he said as he went back to putting some toiletries into her bag. We don't have much time. You need to be out of here before he gets here. But Tim, whatever makes you think he would want to do such a thing, she whined. For God's sake, it's not like he's going to try and harm me, is he? He wouldn't dare do such a thing. Tim finished packing her bag, then zipped it up before turning to face her, looking frustrated. Look, Monica, we don't have time for this. Now, just put on your shoes and let's get going. No more arguments. Monica went and picked up her shoes and wore them on. What she really felt like doing was throwing them at him, telling him she wasn't going to be part of whatever silly, silly game of his and that she really wasn't leaving. But she knew such wouldn't suffice, not with Tim. Already she could feel the onset of a headache pounding her forehead. Usually what she needed was some place to lie on rather than being here always. Tim carried her bag in his hand and took hold of her hand and practically dragged her out of the room, stopping to shut the door before hurrying down the stairs. Monica missed a step and nearly fell and, and nearly fell had he not catch, uh, caught her. They stepped outside and Monica flinched from the sun's heat. Tim closed the door and locked it, then indicated that for her to get in the car, which was parked by the driveway. She slid into the passenger seat while he went and stowed her bag in the back seat before coming to the front. He started the car, and the Hausa Megad opened the gate for him. Tim drove towards the mouth of the street when suddenly he stepped on his brake as true military jeeps appeared in front of him, blocking his path, their sirens wailing. Monica looked at Tim as if this was all part of his idea. Tim, who are they? She looked at him wild-eyed, pointing at the two black Land Cruiser jeeps with the city's mobile police logo emblazoned on their side door. The front passenger, the front vehicle's passenger door opened and out stepped an official wearing khaki uniform and a pair of aviator sunglasses that gave his features a no-nonsense outlook. Monica's heart was drumming as the man walked over to Tim's side and lowered his head to look at both of them. Neither, Tim, neither she nor Tim said anything. Would you please turn off the car's engine, sir? The man said solic solicitously. 
team switched off the car's ignition. I'm taking my wife to the airport. She's got a flight to catch and she can't miss it. Would you mind telling your boys to back off for me? The officer nodded as if he was going to do just that. Then he said, Please step out of the car, sir. You too, madam. My boss has urgent business to conduct with you. For Christ's sake, ma'am, Tim spoke with annoyance. I said, I said, my wife has a quick plane to catch. Didn't you hear what I just said? I heard you perfectly well, Mr. Simons, the officer continued. My men will gladly escort you and your wife to the airport once you've met with my boss. Please, this can't wait. My vehicle is waiting to take us there. It won't be long. The man gestured at his car. Tim wanted to complain again, but Monica intervened and told him not to make a fool of himself than he already is. Best they go meet with whoever his boss is. Tim got out of the car as he saw there was no other way around it. So too did Monica. The officer took the car key from Tim, told him that one of his men would follow them in their car. At that moment, a junior officer from the second police vehicle stumbled out and came and took the car keys from his senior officer who went and opened the door for Tim and his wife. Monica sat quietly beside Tim. They watched as the young officer slid into their vehicle while the senior returned to the passenger seat. He looked behind them inquired if they were comfortable. Tim answered reluctantly that they were. The driver started the car and they reversed back onto the main road and drove away from the vicinity. Monica watched through her window as, at the city as they drove past it. There were few people on the roads and few vehicles too and they all gave way for the police land cruisers as they blazed their siren while they cut through the traffic. Monica looked at Tim and wasn't surprised to see the scared look on his face, quite evident now. He wrapped his hand with hers and they stayed like that for the remainder of the, of the ride. Monica knew it was no use asking where they were being taken to. The answer would come in due time. They moved at breakneck speed, swerving through U-turns and breaking traffic red lights with abandon as they drove towards the area lush with government and upper-class homes known as Maitama District. They pulled to a stop in front of a large gate and the driver blew his horn. Within seconds, the gate came open and the three vehicles drove into the large compound and stopped in front of a sleek-looking black car. The senior officer alighted down from the vehicle and indicated Tim and Monica to do the same. They were shaking underneath as the front door came open and the officer ushered them inside. He led them into the parlor where the man of the house awaited them. Tim swallowed his breath when he saw the man seated across from them in the room wearing a suit and smoking a cigar in one hand while in his other he held a wine glass. 
Monica recognized the man too. It was the same man who had been compelling after her affections. The same man Tim has since talked to her to stay clear from. And the same man whom he'd been hurried, hurrying to her to get her away from. Olu Shango. Shango took a puff of his cigar, fixing Tim with a baleful stare. No one said anything while they stood there waiting for him. Tim seemed to cower in the room before him. There was no doubt who the real man was right now. How are you doing, Monica? Shango said. Long time no see. I'm just as happy to see to see you, she said. Both of them knew fully well few words were needed to be said. You must be pretty tired. Why don't you rest on any one of the sofas? He indicated that one closer. She went and sat down. And then he turned his gaze back to her husband. How are you doing, Tim, white boy? He said. My boys tell me you were hurrying to leave. Why and for what reason, white boy? He smoked his cigar. I wasn't leaving anywhere, Tim said sheepishly. My wife, Monica, has a plane to catch and I want her to be, in, to be on it. Hmm, that sounds explainable. But what if she didn't actually want to go? Did you by any chance ask her if she wants that? Knowing the impetuous type of fellow you are, it's obvious you never did such. Shango paused to sip his wine, then got up from his chair. Since you were kind enough to bring her along, how about we ask her, shall we? He turned to Monica and smiled. Monica, it's so nice, so nice you are here. I hope my boys didn't put you in any type of distress when they came to your home. Well, I was kind of frightened at first. I didn't know who they were. But knowing they came from you, I guess I'm intrigued about whatever's going on. Shango turned to look at Tim, grinning. Oh, what a silly white boy you've been, Tim. How could you not tell your wife all the fine points of our agreement we spoke on the phone earlier on? Such a shame. Tim glowed red and looked and looked down at his feet in embarrassment. Monica looked at him, then back at Shango. What's going on, Tim? Why are you not telling me? I'll tell you what he hasn't told you, said Olu Shango. He took one last drag on his cigar before turning to a coffee table beside his chair and extinguished the cigar in an ashtray. Your hobby, Tim, came to me with a problem. A rather pressing problem he wanted to make go away with discretion and as, and as swiftly as possible. I told him I can make such problem go away, of course, but at a giveaway price. Can you guess what my price was, Monica? His eyes held hers in a firm gaze. It rattled Monica to stare back at him. 
She looked back at him, who now was blushing so hard and didn't want to meet her stare. I don't, I know nothing about any price, she replied. I know nothing at all about whatever problem he's having. I know you don't, Monica. A shame the things husbands often keep from their wives. I'll leave the fine details for him to tell you, but I'll let you in on my part of the bargain. What I want from him, quite simply, is you. Monica raised a hand to her chest. Me? Me? He nodded. Yes, Monica, you. Your husband has already signed the contract agreement yesterday evening. I said this morning he wanted to turn chicken on me, but I'm not about to let that happen. Kim came forward. I told you, Olu, I told you on the phone, let's keep her out of this. The senior officer, who all the time had stood at ease at the parlor's entrance, rushed at Tim from behind. Monica yelled out, but before Tim could take one more step towards Olu, he doubled over in pain as he felt someone strike, the, strike his ribs. The senior officer kicked the back of his knee, bringing Tim down to his knees. Monica wanted to come to him, but cried in surprise when Tim's fist held her from him, stopped her, turning her to face him. I've been eyeing you since you arrived here, Monica. I'm not about to renege on the deal I made with your wimpy husband here, and as long as you try not to fight me, you'll see how much of a gentleman I really am. Monica looked at him, then at her husband, whose features were grim with hurt, while the senior officer stood three feet behind him, watching in case he wanted to try something again. And then back at Olu, wondering whatever the outcome of today might turn out to be. Whatever it is you want from me, I don't know where he is, but I'll do it. Just don't harm Tim, please. Olu smiled at her. First, let's see what you can do. Get down on your knees. Go on. Monica, Monica's heart was cartwheeling in her chest with fright, but she did as he demanded and fell downward to her knees till her face was aiming at his crotch. She observed the apparent bulge there like something thick and strong wanted to break through his pants. Oh my God, please tell me that's not his cock. She looked up at him and he smiled down at her. It's calling out to you, Monica, he said, pushing his crotch against her face. Be a good girl and unzip my fly and take my cock out of his hiding place, would you? Tim looked up, looked at him and begged, Olu, please, you don't have to do this to her. She's my wife, for God's sake. Shut up, white boy, Shango snapped at him. Don't dare provoke me by entering into my conversation ever again. She is your wife, but she's my property now. So shut the fuck up and be a good white boy as you are and watch. 
Monica was trembling as her hands walked his pants and pulled down on his fly zipper. She reached inside, feeling she was dipping her hand into a dark hole and encountered his jockey briefs. She reached inside that one till she pulled out his semi-erect thick black snake. Her eyes grew wide at its size and she gasped. Oh my God, she moaned. Shango threw his head to the ceiling and shook with laughter, then turned back, then looked back at her. Don't worry, babe, it's not going to harm you. Not yet, at least, he chuckled. Well, don't keep me waiting. Put those round lips of yours to that dick and start sucking slots. He grabbed the back of her head and roughly pushed her against his crotch, forcing his thick organ into her mouth. Monica issued a grunting choke as she felt the head of his dick jam at the back of her throat, making her gag on it. Shango exploded with mirth as he watched her get back herself. Still holding her head, he thrust his meat all the way into her mouth, barely giving her a chance to recuperate. Monica shut her eyes and took the punishment. She desperately wanted to cry. The girt of his cock filled her mouth like a helium balloon. She tried to relax her jaw muscles so as to accommodate him more. It was a struggle to swallow more and more of his black snake. That's it, you slut. Olu murmured encouragement while still trusting his shaft in and out of her mouth. Yeah. Keep taking that black dick, baby. Suck that cock like you were born to do it. And don't ever stop. And don't ever dare think of stopping until I tell you, bitch. Monica had often prided herself to being a good cock sucker whenever she had the chance to handle Tim. But what her husband had was nothing comparable to the giant dick she was sucking right now. She felt humiliated, just scraping her teeth over his foreskin, still muttering gagging fits as on and on she sucked his cock. Her eyes watered with tears. Spit rolled off her mouth and down her chin. Olu held his shaft in his hand at the same time, put his fingers into her mouth, forcing it open. He laughed as he turned to look at Tim, who knelt beside him, staring pathetically at what was being done to his wife. You enjoying the show, Tim, my boy? Don't you worry, you two are going to have a taste of this dick once she's done learning some manners. I'm going to show you the proper way to respect a black man next time you happen to come across one. He turned to Monica and said to her, now listen here, you slut. I'm going to jam my cock in and out of your pretty mouth, and I want you to leave it wide open like it is right now. You got it? Nod your head if you do. Monica nodded. Good. Here it comes. Tim watched with tremor at the sight of Shango's thick cock thrusting in and out of his wife's mouth. His cock resembled a kid's fist. Its size was unlike any cock he, had, uh, he ever knew any man 
let alone a black man could carry. Monica's body shook from the exercise and tears poured freely from her eyes. When finally Olu stopped fucking her mouth, he told her to remain where she was, then spoke to one of his senior of to, then spoke to his senior officer in Yoruba. The man came forward in front of Monica and he too unzipped his fly and whipped out his prick. Monica knew what was meant for her to do and stroked his cock before accepting it into her mouth. The officer's cock wasn't as thick as Shango's, and within seconds of tasting the saltiness of his prick, she began to enjoy it and started sucking him with relish. Her hands unbuttoned her blouse and she reached into her bra to caress her tits. Shango waved his prick before Tim's face. Okay, white boy, let's see you open that big mouth of yours and feel this dick. Tim looked at him with defiance. Go to hell, he said. Olu made his fist like a claw and shoved it at Tim's throat. He grasped his Adam's apple with a fierce grip. His fingers pinched at his skin, making Tim squeal and goggle with pain, stopping the air that was in his larynx. Did you feel that, white boy? Olu said to him. That's a little trick I learned from a friend a long time ago. If I'd held your throat a few seconds more, I'd have busted your voice box, and then you'd be spending the next years of your miserable life sipping liquid food from a straw. Now get yourself over here and suck this dick. Don't make me say it twice, white boy. Tim gathered himself together, still gripping his throat as he sputtered loud coughing fits, then crawled towards Olu. He took his cock and made like his wife and started sucking it. He shut his eyes as if in revulsion at what he was doing. He felt further humiliated when Shango and his senior officer laughed at them. There was a brief flash of light. Tim looked up at Olu and saw he had a digital camera in his hand and he was taking snapshots of him. Yeah, that's just perfect, white boy, he remarked. This is just a little further insurance. Nothing personal, but if in case you ever decide to go back on our deal again, now you know I can always get at you whenever I so want. A minute later, he took his cock out of Tim's mouth and told him to go sit on the floor and watch what was about to happen. Tim did just that. Monica was lost in what she was doing, sucking the officer with gusto. She'd never taken her eyes from what she was doing, all the, all the while Tim had righted in pain from the hurt Olu had given him. Olu took off his jacket and stripped himself of his clothes. When he was naked, he came behind Monica and knelt behind her. He pushed up her skirt and moved her panties to the side. Tim watched with apparent fear and listened to Monica as she screamed aloud when Olu shoved his monster cock between her legs. Monica was pushed forward when she felt Shango's cock 
penetrate her cunts. The cries that spewed from her lips reverberated around the room. The pain she felt was enormous. It was unlike anything she'd ever felt before. The senior officer, whose name was Amir, held her from falling and slapped his cock against her face while she moaned and gasped from the trusting cock in her pussy. Her mouth hung open. Olu popped his cock into her mouth and she cut it with her lips and sucked on it hard to take her mind away from the one that was fucking her from behind. Shango grunted from her pussy's tightness and kept forcing his dick in and out of her. Although she was still giving high moans, the pain reduced after a while and Monica was no longer hurting from his size. Amir was groaning heavily now and holding her mouth open. He jerked his cock and sprayed his cum down her throat. Swallow it, he ordered her. Monica moaned from the force of Olu's prick still stabbing at her. She felt Amir's cum dissolve down her throat without her even making much effort of it, gulping it down as if it were water. Amir left her and shuffled towards a couch and planted himself on it, gasping from the load he just released while he watched his boss fuck the white slot. Monica fell face, fo- face down on the carpet. Olu was still jerking his cock inside, inside her. Her body convulsed and spasmed under him. Take that cock, bitch. Shango grunted into her ear. Sweat rolled down his face and landed on her neck. Monica could feel his cock growing heavy inside her. She stilled herself and gave another cry as she felt the roar of his cum shoot into her like a rocket, exploding past her womb and cervix. Her body stiffened and she climaxed while he grunted more spots of semen inside her. When he was done, he pulled out of her, slapped her buttocks, leaving a trail of still squirting semen on her butt cheeks. Hope you enjoyed the show, white boy, she heard Shango say to her husband. There's more where that came from. Monica looked at him, who sat at the far side of the room, staring back at her. There was sadness in his eyes. Even then, Monica knew their married life from that moment on was never going to be the same again. Amir came and helped Monica get off off the floor. She faltered on her feet, too weak as as she was. She had to put her arm around his shoulder for him to lead her along. There was a hole in her pussy, she thought, and it felt like it wasn't ever going to close up again. That's the end of the story. I hope you enjoyed it. And um, now, if you want to find me, like I said, I'm I'm all over social media. Uh, I'm on Twitter as at DusoDamion. Uh, if you want to li- send me an email, you can write to me at shangoreturns at gmail.com. 
That's S-H-A-N-G-O-R-E-T-U-R-N-S at gmail.com or Damien the Soul at ymail.com. That's D-A-M-I-E-N-D-S-O-U-L at ymail.com. Uh, if you want to correspond with me, you can find me on Skype as as the Soul Sixty. That's D S O U L six zero. On uh, Kick, you can find me as Master Shango, and uh, that's that's also the same uh, username I use on my Instagram page. Uh, so I'm gonna thank you all for. Staying by to um, listen to this uh, lovely story of mine. I, I hope to make another one ready uh, by next week. Uh, if you if you like, you can leave me any messages, any comments. I'll, I'd love to hear from you. And uh, do uh, subscribe to my pages on uh, YouTube, on uh, my bloggers, my, uh, my blog and uh, wherever else you can find me also on tumblr as well so thanks for listening once again and goodbye for now bye A lot of us are looking for ways to start our day feeling more joy and appreciation. And while some of us write gratitude lists or do yoga, others pour themselves a bowl of their favorite cereal, Honey Nut Cheerios. Because not only are Honey Nut Cheerios delicious, they can help lower cholesterol as part of a heart-healthy diet. So maybe the secret to a great mood all day is a little yoga. Then writing your gratitude list over a bowl of Honey Nut Cheerios. Learn more about a heart-healthy lifestyle at Cheerios.com. Check out the latest footwear innovation from Adidas, the AdiZero Adios Pro 2, which features carbon fiber energy rods that are both lightweight and precisely tuned for a more anatomical transition. Everything from the ultra-light polyester upper to the re-sculpted midsole and the reinvented outsoles are designed for speed. Visit adidas.com to learn more today.